Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of the podcast for Stockbrokers for Beginners, where we still don't have a name, but we're working on it. Um, as always, we want to thank you guys for tuning in, being awesome, supporting us. And because of that, we do have something at the end of the show that we're going to announce. But before anything else, I'm going to introduce the actual experts who know more stuff than I do. First of all, we have Tony. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? I'm great. I'm doing awesome. I know uh, Dalton is very excited to be the first time on the show. We'll get to you in a second. Uh, Tony, um, this has been a kind of a crazy week for both crypto and uh, the stock market together. Uh, how do you feel about this week being going on? Well, uh, you know, there's been a lot of chaos the last year, but it's it's the crypto craze and it's one of those things where you start to see something skyrocket and it becomes, there's the fear of missing out. So everyone jumps on board, but it all started with Coinbase. You know, it all started with Coinbase, a privately, uh, a private company that is the largest crypto exchange in the United States and the second largest in the world. And they became a publicly traded company, and the, the most important number is they, they actually went over $100 billion. So they started out as a large cap company, which gave a lot of mainstream uh, retail investors confidence that crypto is real and here to stay, and especially when it's starting out with an evaluation over $100 billion. So it just signals confidence in the market. And it signal it signals a, a legitimacy towards cryptocurrencies. So, all right, I like that. Um, I'm going to bring over Dalton, who is a, a fellow Canadian, but also he's he has more knowledge about investing because he's an advisor. Uh, so we're going to bring him up here if my computer will be allowing it. Sorry, technical difficulties. Dalton, thank awesome. you very much for being on the show uh you're you were supposed to be last week but you know life gets in the way but you're here now uh l introduce yourself since uh, last week our listeners who are we're at 19 20 people right now so we want to thank you guys for watching in introduce yourself so some people may not know you you're admin of the group what else do you do yeah so i'm an admin of the group um i joined in and i just like to help uh, share my share my blog and also um, help educate people on the need to do smart investing. So I've worked as a um, as a financial advisor. Uh, that's how I got my my feet in the door. Um, sold mutual funds. I sold in insurance. Then I transitioned. I became a currency broker. Um, so I worked in the currency markets for a little bit with small to medium businesses who do important exporting. And then from from there, I wanted to. I developed a pretty good client base because I was a business to business role. So I, I wanted to um, really focus on the stock market because that's where my heart and passion really were. And I didn't want to work for a big bank or anything like that. I wanted to sell um, sort of my own advice and my own my, my own funds. Um, so I went to go get licensed to become an investment advisor. And from there, I started my own firm um, working with people who um, want to make money um, alternatively so out, outside of tr tr traditional fund management um which is just basically etfs and mutual funds and you know hold hold long and let us you know suck you to death with these 
stuff. Yeah, we've been seeing a lot of it in the group uh, recently. And as part of the main group, we, we talked about it, about how cryptocurrencies and different types of investing like options and that coming on. And we wanted to address one of the major points, options um, for beginners. Uh, you, we, you spoke up to us in the group. Uh, how about you let, uh, let our audience know? And if you guys have any questions, make sure ask away in the comments. We'll bring it up on screen. But what's your opinion for investors who are beginning on options? So if you're beginning in the stock market, uh, there's certainly a lot to learn. Um, the way that stock, the way that stock stocks move, and um, the way that um, currencies affect stocks, the ways that futures affect stocks, all this stuff is really, really um, a prerequisite for understanding the way options move. Um, so options are complex derivatives. Uh, they have an element that is uh, not only intrinsic value but also time value, and for the most part. Uh, the majority of a options pricing is based on time value. And so to really understand um, the speculation that comes into that, you really need to have a good idea of the way that all parts of the market work. The stock market is pretty simple. It's very um, one-sided. Usually everybody knows if you hold over the long term, you make a lot of money. You can do your basic fundamental and technical analysis, and you'll pretty much do fine if you stick to your big market leaders or, or ETFs. Options are a different story because of the time value. So the longer you hold the option contract, uh, the, odd, odd, the odds are uh, the more that option contract is going to decline in, va in value as it gets closer to that, to that expiry date. So really, when you play options, you're really looking for a particular rise in, in terms of uh, if it's a call option or if it's a put option that you're looking for a certain fall. But what's important is the amount of time that it takes for that stock to rise or for that stock to fall or ETF, whatever the option is, is, is based on. So it's really, it's really a market timing thing. And um, that really re re requires a lot of knowledge and experience of the overall market, as well as um, having a good knowledge or having access to order flow data. So we actually have a question that I actually, uh, given that it's tax season up, up here in Canada. Um, so this is something very inter interesting. Uh, are gains from option trading taxed the same as gains from stocks? So uh, we're going to answer, Tony, I think I just answered it in the group, but we'll let you answer it as uh, well from the I Canadian that a side. a while ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it, yeah. it's slow. It's slow. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not the most fastest. But go ahead, Dalton. Uh, what's your, uh, if you can answer that question as a Canadian? Over here in, in Canada, the majority of all the trading I do is in my RSP and TFSA. Um, so anything obviously in your RSP is tax deferred. Uh, everything you do in your TFSA and you can hold options in, in your TFSA. I've done it before. That is um, tax free. Uh, so to be honest, off the top of, of, of my head, I do not know the tax implications of trading in options outside of a registered account. Um, so off the top of my head, I don't know. Um, that would be something to, uh, Google. Excellent. Well, Tony actually was, uh, uh, talked about it and answered the question hours ago. Apparently did Tony, 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 <laughs> Tony <laughs> I don't know. My computer's slow and you are not coming onto the big screen. Why are you not on my big screen? So I'm going to just talk like this until the system. Uh, picks up. T Tony, since you can uh, maybe answer it for our uh, other people who haven't seen this or are listening back on this, uh, the question was, are gains from options trading tax the same as gains from stocks? So you answered yes. Uh, would you like to elaborate for the listeners? 
Yeah, well, you have your short-term capital gains and your your long-term capital gains. And when you're trading options, uh, you can hold an option over a year. I mean, there's many options. You can do a year, two years out. I'm not sure exactly how far out you can go with options, but I know you can go several years. So it's just like anything else. If you sell it with before a year, then you are uh, responsible for paying short-term capital gains tax, which is your ordinary income tax bracket. So okay. it's always beneficial to hold past the year because then you qualify for long-term capital gains, uh, which are discounted tax brackets. I believe the highest tax bracket is 20% uh, off the top of my head, but don't fully quote me quote on that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is a this is fully educational. Uh, as some yeah. of us may be licensed advisors, we're just giving you an opinion. You should always sit down with licensed advisors when it comes to money uh, or investing. That, that we are just giving opinions. We are like you know, Wikimedia, uh, uh, Google Media, uh, Google Doc. You know, we're not a hundred percent. You need to speak to a specialist for this. So uh, we're just helping, trying to make you guys a little wiser with our knowledge. Um, Tony, this actually leads into the second question I had to. I wanted, we wanted to cover uh, with Coinbase because it deals with somewhat speculated currencies and uh, options are speculation. What's your uh, advice on getting into Coinbase and how it's destroying the, the market now? Well, I think you have to take a step back and understand what Coinbase is and what is going on right now. Coinbase actually was started in 2013, a couple of years after the after Bitcoin was created in 2009. And Coinbase just capitalized on the fact that cryptos weren't you know, being traded on major brokerages. And they're still really not at this point, but that could change. So Coinbase grew into the largest crypto exchange in the world. And as we know, most people know, a stock exchange is, is exactly kind of what Coinbase is. And a stock exchange is simply an avenue where securities can be listed and it's your middleman between uh you know you have your brokerage account and that's your middleman between you and the stock exchanges so um coinbase the reason why it's so such a big deal is because coinbase was a direct listing to the nasdaq stock exchange it didn't even go the traditional ipo route where it would need to raise money where they go through a process when most IPOs, they're trying to raise funds to get listed and they need sponsors or whatnot. And Coinbase just went on as a direct listing and it didn't need any money. It didn't need any help. And it started out with a huge market cap of a large cap company, you know, a company that like Google or Facebook. I know those that have been mega, around for generations. Those, yeah, I know those might be mega super caps now or whatever you want to call it, mega cap. Um I think Dalton would be able to answer that better. But, um, you know, it's, it's significant because they started out with such high credibility. And um, it's crazy because valuations, financial metrics and valuations don't really matter anymore. It's if people are going to buy, the stock's going to keep going up. You know, it's, it's crazy. People don't, there's, what happened was we were flooded with so many new investors this past year, year and a half. And these people aren't, going on Yahoo Finance and reading balance sheets of companies. They're reading from the internet. They're reading from Facebook groups. They're hearing from their friends. They're hearing from their coworkers. Hey, go buy this, go buy that. And they're just doing it. 
They're not doing their due diligence. They're not researching. They're not checking the balance sheets of Sundial to see how what their debt ratio is. They're not checking their free cash flow to see how much money they have after operating expenses. They're not, you know, they're not checking the PE ratios to see if it's undervalued or overvalued. They're not checking the price to book value, comparing it to market to, to the actual book value. They're not doing any of that. And that's why the market is so overvalued right now is because people are just buying and buying and buying and they don't even really understand what they're buying. So that's kind of what happened with Coinbase when it hit the market. It had a huge market valuation and then it kind of sold off. I don't know, it hit like over 400 and then it dropped about $100 per share. And it should probably realistically be somewhere in the 200s, maybe like low 200s realistically because I saw... There's not a whole lot of metrics out right now, but I saw their PE ratio or price to book. The PE was like 700. So it would take you like 700 years to make your initial investment back if you bought all of the stocks there are to buy of Coinbase. So clearly it was selling way too high. But what does that mean in 2021? Nothing because people just keep buying. They don't understand that. So that's where we're at right now. Everything is overvalued. It's tough to find good deals. <laughs> you know, um, Dalton, I want to bring you in because Tony did bring up some points that you may uh, know a bit more about as our resident uh, financial advisor here. Uh, again, he is only giving his advice is not you're not paying him. So it's just his opinion right now. Um, but your opinion on Coinbase. And then there's actually a question from one of our uh, great listeners here, uh, Patrick, uh, that I want to get your opinion on. So opinion on Coinbase in the market right now. Yeah, Tony was absolutely correct um, with everything he, he said. So a lot of things, a lot of okay. the reason why you've seen so many uh, direct listings and um, IPOs over the last year, and especially SPACs over the last year, is because the market is super overvalued right now. And there's, whole, there's a whole lot of retail investor uh, uh, irrational exuberance. Um, so the, everybody knows, uh, hedge funds know. Um, CEOs of leading companies know that retail investors are in the market at record highs and they will push as many direct listings, as many IPOs, as many SPACs down, uh, down our throats, as long as they know that we're here to buy because we don't, as Tony said, um, the majority of the market right, right now is not looking at PE ratios. They're not checking balance sheets. They're not looking at income no. statement. They don't care about statement of cash flows. You know, what's that? So they're not looking at any of that and you can get really, really crappy companies, um, to trade at really, really high valuations. And that's really good for a direct, um, for a direct listing, right? Mm -hmm. um, even better than IPOs because you don't have to submit a as much documentation, right? So that stuff has been um, really, really running rampant through the market. Um, but one thing that is positive about Coinbase at, at least, um, I'll just give a comparison here. I wrote an article last year about the, um, influence of the uh, nasdaq and why the nasdaq would be a great pick uh, nasdaq inc so the actual company that runs the nasdaq exchange i said why that would be a great pick and that was because everything was moving towards tech and if there's a lot of trading on the nasdaq that means that nasdaq inc is making a whole crap load of money so if you look at it that way with that being you know a big selling point for you know being able to buy the nasdaq stock if you look at coinbase in the same way if there's a whole bunch of trading going on in um, Dogecoin, I know Do Dogecoin is not listed on on Coinbase, but they certainly have e uh, Ethereum Dash, 
uh, Litecoin, Bitcoin, and all those heavy hitters, if there's a lot of trading in cryptocurrencies, Coinbase is going to be the one collecting all the fees in, in, in North America, at least. There's a few smaller players like Kraken and stuff like that, but you know, Coinbase controls 12% of the market. So if you look at it from that per perspective, if there's a whole bunch of trading in cryptocurrencies, Coinbase is going to make a crap load of money. So that's one way to look at it. Excellent. Um, so I'm going to bring up the question here from one of our regular, uh, actually one of our regular members here, P Patrick. Again, I apologize if I mistake your name, uh, I may a mistake on your name, but he's asking, what are some stocks to look out after Biden's infrastructure plan? What of, will those be advisable for beginners? Can't speak tonight, but uh, your opinion on that? Do you see any big things happening with Biden's uh, infrastructure plan? Uh, I'm sure he's going to do a lot of a lot of spending. That's one thing that you can expect with a um, with a Democrat uh, at the helm. So a lot, um, basically, a lot of your infrastructure e ETFs will will do well. If you didn't want to go for a whole ETF, um, go with things because like. The thing with ETFs is there's a lot of great companies in there um, in those first 10 holdings, but the further you get back, usually the crappier the companies get. So if you just wanted to stick with market leaders, which I hugely recommend whenever you're going into any company or any, uh, sorry, investing in any stock, it's always good to use market leaders. Um, look at the big guys. So your cats, um, so Caterpillar, um, uh, Deer is, is, is good too. Deer is mo moving into a lot of uh, gravel and sediments and stuff like that. Um, anybody making asphalt, um, all those big market leaders will tend to do uh, extremely well. Okay, excellent. I'm going to bring uh, Tony on to answer the question as well, as soon as my computer allows me to. All right, here we go. Let's see if it works the first yeah, no, time. I, yeah, it worked I, the first time. Tony, uh, no, so yeah, what I are some agree. stocks you agree with uh, all those uh, big ones? Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Just Look for market leaders, those blue chip companies. You know, Caterpillar is a, a great one. Uh, you know, there's just, I think a lot of people, they try too hard to, to chase trends rather than just picking good companies. Like, Absolutely. oh, Biden's, Biden's infrastructure plan. To me, that didn't phase me at all. Like, I didn't think, oh, I'm going to go search for stocks to match his infrastructure plan. Nope, I'm just going to keep adding to my ETFs that I have. I have six ETFs. That's all. You don't even need six, really. And I think uh, one thing is people try to do is they hear all these new trendy ETFs, like um, these. Uh, there's like uh, human. Uh, I, I forget the name, the exact name of what it was, but I saw an ETF that was like human rights ETF or something like that. And I, I'm looking for human equality or socially responsible. That's what it was. It was socially responsible ETF. And, I'm, and someone's like, oh, I, I just bought this ETF. What do you think? And I'm looking through the holdings. And I'm like, these are all just S&P 500 companies in different orders. Like, what, what do we, it's, I think these brokerages are just, it's all marketing, man. They're just marketing these ETFs to people that don't know any better. And they read a title that says that, oh, this, this is socially responsible investing. But it's all companies that are in the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. You know what I mean? Don't fall for the marketing of these brokerages with these high expense ratios and these actively traded ETFs. You don't need them. Ooh, we got a, a question here, Tony. I'm not going to have you uh, answer the full question here. What they're asking is, uh, can you please give the names of the six ETFs you hold? Um, I'm going to ask yeah, you for I two will. of them. I Every, everybody oh. knows what I have because I've, I've done a video about them. Um, oh, that's true. You have. I have 
Yeah, I have VOO, which is my largest one because it's an S&P 500. I'm not telling you to go buy these. I'm just telling you this is what I have. Um, I have uh, SCHD, which is a Charles Schwab dividend ETF. Um, and the reason I have that one is because it's excellent capital appreciation and dividends. It's like a 3% dividend yield. I have uh, SPYG, which is a growth ETF. I have VXUS, an international ETF. I have VNQ, um, Vanguard Real Estate ETF. And I forget the other one, uh, some, some other high dividend. Oh, Vanguard, uh, Vanguard's high dividend ETF, VYM. So, and, you know, VY, VOO is my largest holding. So we're going to go into the last topic of the show. Um, it was something that uh, I love to follow up with Coinbase. And because you kind of are somewhat of our specialist on crypto, uh, Tony, what's your opinion on Dogecoin? I know you just made a video about it recently. First of all, I am not a specialist on anything. <laughs> I'm not a specialist on Dogecoin. So don't just take my word for everything. Always do your own research. I've done a lot of research, so I, I know a lot about, or I know a little bit a lot about a lot of topics. That's, <laughs> but I'm definitely not- Jack of all trade. Yes, I'm not an expert. I'm not like, I'm not a certified financial advisor. Um, I just done a lot of research. I've read a lot of books. I've listened to a lot of uh, videos of people that are a lot smarter than I am. And I just, I, I regurgitate their beliefs. That's all I do. Uh, as far as Dogecoin and all cryptos, for that matter, uh, you know, I'm kind of torn on it. I, cryptos are def. First of all, we all agree, all the admins agree, that cryptos are highly volatile. They can go up 10% or drop 10% in, a, in, in any given day or moment of the day or more. So we all know that. And we're all, we all preach safe investing and wise investing. Only put what you can afford to lose in cryptos. And I'll say that I think cryptos are the future. I don't think all cryptos are the future. I think some of them are. I think Bitcoin is one of them. Dogecoin, personally, I feel is just a fad. There's a lot of hype behind it. But I'm also not naive to the fact that people like Elon Musk, Mark Cuban are pushing it. And he's selling Dallas Maverick tickets and merchandise you could buy and sell with Dogecoin. Um you know, Kathy Woods, excuse me, taking large positions in Coinbase and all, and also backing cryptocurrencies. I see a trend. I see a movement. I see a lot of younger kids. My brothers are all in their early 20s. That's all them and their friends talk about is Dogecoin. A lot of their friends, have my brother's friends have been buying Dogecoin for years. I looked into Dogecoin. I did a video on it. It's actually crazy how much hype this had that I had no idea about. In 2014, they were on and they sponsored a NASCAR uh, vehicle, a major one. They've been around for a while and they have grown incredible amounts from the beginning, from uh, 2012, I think it was. And, you know, they've, they've fiddled around one cent or less for eight years now. And then 2020, 2021, they've just exploded. And, you know, a lot of it is market conditions and hype and new investors. And, but Dogecoin has had a following for many years. I, I read on when they opened their website, they had over 5 million people sign up. So it's, uh, it's, it's a following. It's a cult following. And now there's this push in social media with TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and 
all these big name hedge fund people and billionaires backing Dogecoin. I think it's going to go to a dollar personally. I really do. I, I feel really strongly about it. I don't think well, it's it was great. actually a question that was asked. I, I was going to ask yeah. uh, Dalton this, but someone was asking, will it go to a dollar? So I think it will because there's a, there's a TikTok campaign going on right now and social media campaign with all these people that are trying to get it to a dollar. And I, I really think, I really think it's going to, despite that sell off, sell offs happen all the time. Um, and I think there's going to be a couple more big pushes with it. And I'm not telling you to go buy it. I'm just giving my personal opinion. Uh, do I own some? Yes, but it's such an insignificant amount that if I lost it all, it wouldn't matter to me at all. So that's how you should look at buying Dogecoin. Bitcoin, I think, is different. Bitcoin does have a market cap. Dogecoin does not, as we've seen many people comment. But you know what? Fiat currency is a pretty flawed system, too, and there's no market cap for that either. We just... We just print money whenever we want, and it's all digital. We're not really printing anything. We didn't print $5 trillion in the U.S. I mean, we would be printing it for for the next 100 years if we were doing that, most likely. That's so, so let me – I just want to say one more thing. Yep. Think about how much a trillion dollars is, and I heard an amazing analogy from somewhere online. I forget where it was. <laughs> if, you, um, if you went back into the time when Jesus was alive and you and him went into business – and you, your business made $1 million a year from when he was alive until today. You, if you had $1 million a day, every day from that business until today, you still wouldn't even have $1 trillion. You'd have about $800 billion. So we just Jeez. printed five times that. So <laughs> think about that for a second. So does market oh. cap or does, does a cap really matter? Because our central banking system is kind of a house of cards, anyways. So, excellent. That's, that's something very. <laughs> that's yeah. something very interesting to to finish on. Bringing Dalton here, uh, Dalton, your opinion on Dogecoin and uh, will it go to one dollar? I will give my opinion. I want to re rewind here. I've been sitting on this to what Tony said before because he was one hundred percent correct Please um, when he was talking about the uh, infrastructure plan. So yeah, when I hear about the the infrastructure plan, same with Tony, um, it doesn't phase me. I'm not changing around my portfolio to do anything with it. Um, it's you know business as usual. And uh, just because you hear about an infrastructure plan doesn't mean that you should go invest in penny stocks that deal in in infrastructure. Um, if you did want to play it that way, um, here's why that's not going to work. You go and invest in penny stocks that are in infrastructure because you think they're going to get the money. Those small companies are not the ones that get the big contracts uh, from the government. It's your cats, it's your deers, um, it's your big multi-billion-dollar corporations that will get the majority of that money. Um, so I just wanted to make that point there. And now I'll get to uh, Do Dogecoin. Um, so yeah, uh, Dogecoin was started as a um, as a joke. Uh, the founder started as a joke, and they used to have a nice little website uh, that you could go to back in the day, and it would tell you. Um, the time and have the Shiba Inu, that's the dog, uh, have its okay. face all over uh, much, much time, much weather, all these kind of silly little things. And it was a it was a it was a huge fad during during the introduction of cryptocurrencies back back, back then, because everybody was just creating one just to say mm -hmm. that they've done it. Um, there's an unlimited supply. So there's an infinite supply um, and there's not really any reason um, for anybody to. Uh, actually utilize it because you can't do anything with it. Uh, 
but the price has has skyrocketed and just like anything else in in markets um, prices can get extended um, so you don't need very much to push the, push the price higher because it's it's um, it's cryptocurrency so they have eight uh, satoshis so you can buy 0. 0.000000001 uh, one of the thing and if you buy it at that price point it reaffirms that that price point so i think um when you look at it i think people get a little confused as to what um the market cap actually means but this is similar to stocks too just because um it says that Do dogecoin has you know a market cap of i think at the height it was like near 50 billion um Jeez. which is worth more than a lot of companies palantir docusign um that's worth half half of spacex i think when people look at that you have to understand that it's not that the total value of all um that people have paid uh, a total of 50 billion it's just that the last price if you average it across every single coin and there's you know hundreds of millions of coins based on that last price that that coin sold for the total value of all coins is 50 billion that doesn't mean that there's been 50 billion dollars worth of buying so that's, uh -huh. that's that's a good thing just just to keep in mind and it's like tony said uh, a house of cards um but house of cards can get very very big before they blow over so can it get to a dollar uh yes i'm sure it can i said if it got to ten dollars i would buy it so yes um, you made a, a big bet in the group in the group chat uh, uh would you like to share it with the group or you want to keep that still quiet for uh for now oh no i'll say it so i thought that um it, the price shouldn't be where it is now the price definitely shouldn't be at a dollar if it gets to ten dollars um that would be really the point where i think that it could go um out of this world so oh yeah to the moon so to speak so i would <laughs> buy it there and someone someone made the point i think it was tony made the point he's like if it well if it got to ten dollars it would be worth like like 10 trillion or something and i would be like yeah like that sounds about about right but i mean it's no more ridiculous than this company being worth more than than uh palantir so um it's all the same at that point all right excellent so i'm just gonna uh jump into the middle here because we do have a little announcement we want to make to you, the listeners, to the 37 of you, and also everybody watching behind. Uh, after this post, we are going to be, uh, after this video, we're going to be announcing that there is a competition to name the podcast and we want to keep you guys included. So for 24 hours uh, after this video, there's going to be a post asking for names. You can make as many suggestions as you want. Following that, we'll close it down. Then we the admins will look at it and we will pick one favorite each and then we'll make a poll for you guys to vote on it. And by the next episode, we will have a new show title and it's all going to be thanks to you. And the winner of that will actually get a free course from Tony's uh, Udemy course uh, as a prize. So there you go. You got a big incentive guys to uh, come up with the best name. Remember it is a stock market for beginners. And obviously we don't want to just stick to one topic. It's everything. But again, please make sure you check out Tony's uh, YouTube channel. We're trying to get him to 1,000 subscribers. Uh, you can follow it. The posts will be yeah. in the show notes Thank down you. below. He's very close. He only, what, you need, what, 120 people? Yeah, like, just yeah, about. It's on around there. Yeah. Yep. So it's look, getting close. you guys, if you, if you enjoyed. We got 36,000 people in here. Come on. Yeah, we yeah, got 36,000 know people what? love here. I'll say only subscribe if you want, if you find it valuable. So if you don't of course. subscribe, Listen I don't to, take it personal. 
yeah. Of course, of course. Um, make sure you go uh, listen to his podcast because Tony and his brothers do break down things easier for you to understand. I'm loving it. I'm learning so much just listening to it now. And of course, uh, Dalton, thank you so much for being a guest. Uh, well, not a guest, you're, you're a permanent member of this. So thank you for showing up and giving your financial wizardry to us. Um, make sure you go to his blog, subscribe. It's phenomenal. I just started reading it and I'm loving it. If you're interested in more in me and you want to support me, Simply go and listen to my podcast, Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, where I talk to entrepreneurs to learn how they started their businesses and get where they are. And we want to help other people do the same. Tony, what do you got? I just want to answer someone's question in here. They said if they had $100,000 sure. into sure. a stock with one share, or if they put $100,000 into a stock that was trading at $1 per share, and it went to $2 per share, would that mean that they doubled their money? Yes, it would. Yep. There you Simple go. Look at that. Simple, yeah. already breaking down mathematical stuff at the end of the show for you. Um, next week, uh, we'll have a new name for the show. We're going to touch maybe on different topics. We'll maybe put out a post for you guys to ask questions. We certainly want this to be interactive. It is for you guys. We're just bringing our knowledge and sharing it with you so we can help you. Uh, I thank you very much, everybody, for listening in and watching live. Please leave comments, questions if you're watching the replay, because we want to help you guys on the next show. Thank you and good night.